listen up. You're listening to the capsule. Capsule all day. Yo, it's the capsule. You're done. Man. The capsule. Capsule. The capsule. Enjoy the tea. All right, I think I'm recording. So, welcome to the capsule, everyone. Um, at the time of speaking, Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp are all down. So if they're not up by tomorrow, I assume we will be in a post-apocalyptic wasteland and you've probably just eaten your neighbor to survive. So I hope everyone's having fun. Or the alternative being is that all those things are back working and you're seeing this on Instagram or on your phone. Um, so yeah, what happened this week? I was in Birmingham and uh, Create Battle happened in Birmingham. I spoke about this last week that... Um, Max Silk Boogie won the online qualifier. Concept of Create really quickly is um, it's a kind of experimental all styles battle, which happens with live music and there's different instruments and each round has a different concept. So they kind of pick things from a hat. Um, it could be, um, you know, like different instruments that they have to dance to. So it could be like the cello or drums or the DJ is also an instrument in that context um and one of the things that people pulled out was silence as well which I thought was cool um anyway yeah it was a cool battle it was a bit cold because it was outside um and yeah uh Max did well but he didn't win um Nini won um he's a b-boy they did a thing where everybody battled in the Everyone did a showcase and then the second round was like they paired up. So he won with his partner and then they had to battle against each other. And he won that round as well. Um, some interesting concepts. Um, and yeah, nice fun battle besides the cold. We all survived though. Um, all right. I'm just going to kind of whiz through some stuff that happened. Um, I don't want to make this as long as last week's one. Um Karam and Crysix, I think that's how you pronounce it, won a uh, 2v2 battle, breaking battle in uh, London, which was organized by La Familia crew. Um, it was called It's Just Begun. From everything I heard, it was a dope battle. Um, those two are sick b-boys, so yeah. Um, I think they battled Sheku and his partner uh, in the finals. And yeah, from all accounts, it was a dope event. So shout out to La Familia crew. Um what else happened? Uh, Super Malcolm, who is a hip-hop dancer f originally from France, who's been in the UK for since before I started dancing, um, shared a reel of Prototype uh, back rehearsing. If you don't know Prototype, they are kind of an all-styles battle crew. Um, the members who I know about are Malcolm, Brooke, um, Breaks, uh, I think has danced with them, Marvel, Kashmir. There's been quite a few different ones. Roxy was in it. When they, Depending on who is available, I guess, for the battles, they have different people. So they had a, um, they posted a reel that they were doing rehearsals again. There is no clue as to what they're rehearsing for, but I'd be interested to see. Um, I heard there's something coming in air quotes. I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, it's good to see them. They've They've been world champions quite a few times in different events. I think they won uh sdk they won a few other events so they are as yet um unbeaten i think in these world championships especially all stars crews are super good with 
come in with routines and also they can all kind of hold down their own um solos so yeah be interested to see what they're working on um hip hop international or the uk hip hop dance championships um which is a qualifier for hip hop international in the states um happened as well it was in birmingham this weekend i think um imd legion won quite a few different categories with their different crews i guess they have different names depending on which category they're entering but it was all kind of imd people that won a lot of stuff unity uk won um the i'll check what they won the adult cruise and imd won the mega cruise so that's cool shout out to them what else chloe dean was nominated well not chloe dean put it this way um little sims has a music video that chloe dean choreographed um called introvert and the music video was nominated at the uk music video awards um for best hip-hop rap grime video best editing in a music video and best choreography in a music video now obviously that means chloe dean got nominated because she's the one that did the choreography so that's super dope to see choreographers from the uk getting kind of put on these stages at these awards um yeah it's a dope video so check that out if you have some time and congrats to chloe and little sims but i don't know little sims so um what else dylan mayoral has been running a training program for i think around five years now um he did it before covid and then during covid it was online he's also run some uh events as part of it but like a battle event and a few other things um it's been going really well he i think he teaches on it but he also hires in and picks the teachers that he wants to teach at his program um and he put up an insta story today that says and i quote you will see mayoral space and in brackets my dance studio in london next year this isn't a manifestation post when I say I do. I've wanted this for so long and I'm going to truly support our community slash scene. Be fucking ready. And then lots of angel emojis and then fire emojis. Uh, I never post things I'm working on or when I'm working hard, etc. I'm always up to something. But just know I'm going to change everything. Sounds like a movie trailer. One man changes everything. Um, so yeah, Dylan is dope and actually very successful in not only like his choreography but also his teaching and, and building his business so i don't doubt that there's truth to this um i also think with he has quite a large following so to announce something like that without there being something in the works would be weird but i've seen weirder on instagram um he also commented on the post that the capsule shared and said, there will be no comparison between my studio and other studios in London. I'm going to create something completely new and do things for the scene that have never been done before. Just saying. And then a few emojis. Um, I'm interested to see what he's working on. Um, I'm also interested to see what this would entail. I think the problem with dance studios in London is that property in London is not easy to come by. Um, it's expensive, it's hard to get, um, it's not really... These sort of things are not supported by the government, really. Like, the people, they're not... The council aren't just giving out free venues to um, dancers to run classes from or to, to do anything from, really. So I think a lot of the 
issues that dance studios have had have been around money and trying to make money, trying to retain money, trying to keep up with um, the kind of rising cost of shit and and how much it probably costs to run a good venue like that, but also keeping the dance community happy and not being seen as like overcharging teachers and stuff like that. That's without getting into any like personal issues with teachers or whatever or studio owners. Um, so I think it will be interesting to see how Dylan navigates all these things. I wonder if he's going to go with a completely different structure. Mostly you have the um, open class situation where it, like I guess Studio 68, Pineapple and Bass have where it's more of a, I mean, they all have different variations depending on the class, but where it's more, you put on a class, you pay rent, which is a set amount or so, and then you um, pay your rent out of who comes to the class, and then you keep the rest. Um, some places have something where you get hired as a teacher and you get a standard fee, and then the studio takes the money that you make, that like on the entry fees, uh, and it's more of like a membership thing. So you sign up for a certain amount of classes or whatever. Some have a mix of both. Um, I don't know what he's planning. I know his um, training program is a membership thing. It's not, you can't, unless they do like one-off workshops, it's usually not a pay-as-you-go kind of situation. It's a membership for the month or whatever their term is. So maybe it's going to be something like that. Um, I'll also be interested to see, I mean, Dylan has good links with all the teachers, all the good people. So I'm assuming his teaching staff is going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see how he navigates the kind of money side of things, whether he's working with investors. There's a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes that makes it difficult, um, to navigate, you know? Um, but yeah, full support to Dylan. I hope he makes it happen. I hope he makes it work. I think I'm a, I think He's dope and I'm a big fan of everything he does. So, yeah, that'll be cool to see where that goes. Um, yes, what else? What else? Okay, so, oh, Just Jam is has announced that it's coming back. Now, I didn't know much about Just Jam besides having heard about it, um, as in, like, hearing the name. Just Jam is, as far as I know and have spoken to and every breaker that I've spoken to has said that Just Jam is like a super highly recognized, super well-respected jam. Um, it's in Newcastle. It's a b-boy jam. Um, I'm going to see what information I have about it. So basically it's run by two guys from Bad Taste Crew. Again, Bad Taste Crew are a super well-respected b-boy crew from the UK. So that always plays a part in events being well-respected. Obviously the event has to go well, but we have to give a shit about who you are first and why you're putting on this event i think people are immediately suspicious when people want to do stuff for the scene i mean you may be about the capsule but um when it's someone that you know is part of the scene people are a little bit less suspicious if that makes sense so having bad taste run a jam i can understand where the respect comes from immediately before them even running a successful jam um it's been since 2008, it's been running. This is another thing with events. Consistency is really important. If you run one jam, even if you're if you're super well known and super well respected, it helps. If you're not, it, it's really tough. But if you run one event, maybe not a lot of people are going to come. Maybe they will because it's new. But the first few events, not a lot of people are going to come. If you keep events consistent, we know that we can trust you. We know that it's coming back. We know that 
you have experience and know what you're doing. So it's it, these are sort of things like the more you run events, the more people will come at the same time. So people that run one event don't get a good turnout or don't break even and then say, oh, fuck this, I'm not doing this again. It's like, that's why your event is successful because you quit after the first one. You, this is why it's an investment. You have to, especially with dance events, you have to keep going and keep, keep building if you want anything to come of it. Um, so they've done 10 annual events, uh, took a break, as they said, as we needed to refresh. Um, and obviously Corona was in there somewhere as well. So they've now announced the first event back and it seems like everyone's pretty excited about it. They did a really funny um, trailer. Um, so check that out if you get a chance. It made me laugh. Um, and I think it kind of shows the personality of the event. I think a good, a good adverts for an event that work kind of have to toe the line between professionalism and personality. We, it, we don't want it to look super corporate, but at the same time, we don't want it to look unprofessional. So there's a line. And for me, I feel like they hit the nail on the head, especially considering how integrated they are in the scene. So you can play with that line a bit if people know who you are and know that you run a solid event. So anyway, um, they say, Just Jam International said, this year's this year, crews from across UK and Europe will compete in a cypher qualification event and the best 16 duos chosen by the judges will progress to the finals, battling for cash prize and the coveted title. Um, Just Jam is organised by Bad Taste Crew, as I said, and this year is funded by Breaking Convention and supported by Dance City. So it's interesting seeing Breaking Convention fund this, also following on from the fact that they are working with Breaking GB on the WDSF qualifier, which I spoke about last week as well. So I'm just seeing Breaking Convention pop up on a couple of these battle things where they haven't, they're not notorious for uh, putting on battle events. So now they're kind of having a hand in that. And I mean, I'm just keeping an eye on it and I'm interested to see where they go with that. I don't know if this is them strategically trying to build up a presence in the battle scene or if they're just realizing that you know after corona people need a bit of help out and they're just kind of reaching out a helping hand and that's going to be that so just interesting just something that i noticed um again i don't also know that just jam hasn't been supported by wrecking convention before so i could be talking a shit um what else uh, yeah so it's gonna be on saturday the 6th of november there's a 2v2 cypher qualification and then straight through to the finals uh, Kung Fu and Kaba DJing, Mouse, LB and Jackson are judging. Um, and this is in Newcastle, yeah. I don't know if I said that already. Uh, they've got a pre-party, they've got an after-party. It sounds like a good event, to be honest. Um, yeah, so shout out to Just Jam. Apologies for not knowing much about your event before, but thank you for providing me with the information, and now I do. Um, yeah, we shall move on. Oh, this weekend, there's a couple of events coming up. So, um, Saturday, there is a battle happening called Last Survivor by a French dance company called Company Flies. Um, you may have seen that it says CIE Flies, and for the longest time, I didn't know what that meant until I knew a bit of French, and then I realized it's short for company in French, because they spell it with an IE at the end. 
So Company Flies uh, is a hip hop dance company based in Paris. Um, I didn't think I knew anything about this event. And then when I looked into it a bit more and spoke to them, I realized I had seen a couple of battles. There was one, there was an outdoor event that I had seen. And there was also in Corona, they had a, a COVID edition battle and Kefton did a judge showcase, which I think it was reposted and went a bit viral. Um, so you may recognize the event from one of those videos that you may have seen. Um, so basically they said that, um, they chose to do this qualifier in London because there's not a lot of hip hop events which link Paris and London. That's true. Um, yeah, and then they said, yeah, apart from Just To Be or Red Bull Dance Your Style, there are no French battles which propose qualifications in London. It's true. I did a battle bad qualification, but that was a few years ago. Uh, moreover, one of our biggest goals is to discover new hip-hop dancers and give them visibility, thanks to the opportunity to win their place to represent their country at a big final in Paris in June of 2022. Um, so that's cool. I think it's nice to have qualifiers. I think it's it's also nice for us to build our own thing here. But I think qualifiers to be able to go to other countries and battle is cool because I think traveling is part of what makes the battle scene run. It's what makes the kind of metaphorical world turn. Um, and I think if we can get people who can be flown out to other countries or Eurostarred out, then that's dope. And it helps us because it takes the financial strain off having to go. Um, so, yeah, I think that's dope. And I think it's cool that people come over here and do that. I remember a long time ago when, uh, you know, I think it was 2011 that Just UK had the first one. And it was like people would come over here because it would be an easy win to qualify. Even if they were from Paris, they would come and qualify at Just here because it was kind of an easy win. And everything's changed now and the battle scene isn't like that anymore. And it's, um, you know, especially if everyone good enters, it's not an easy battle at all even to get through prelims, even if you're a good dancer from another country. So I think it's nice that we can kind of hold our own in our qualifications and actually send English dancers or British dancers to these qualifiers. Um, so this this battle on Saturday has a concept. I, I don't always love these concepts when people try to do like really complicated battle concepts. Sometimes I'm like, can we just battle? But actually, I think when they're done right, they work well. And when the focus is on the dancers being able to dance more and show more what they've got, I really like that. Uh, I spoke about it in the pod with uh, Neek. So check that out if you haven't. Um, but he was saying it's not so great for breakers because you have like limited amount of rounds and you want to kind of keep them and not waste them. I think for top styles, we want to dance more. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I feel like, you know, hip hop dancers, poppers, lockers, whatever, you house dancers, you want more rounds to show what you can do. Obviously, there's a line where you start to get tired. Um, I think Alex Cage had to do like 14 rounds at Battle Bad recently or something like that. It was a lot. Um, I may have just exaggerated that number, but I think I'm right. But um, yeah, so I think it's good to, to be able to do more rounds in a battle. I think I don't like when it's like there's someone dope. They do a one minute round or a 45 second round and then they get knocked out. It's, it's fucking boring as an audience member. I'm like, OK, cool. Like now the finals are going to be shit. <laughs> or even that, even if they're interesting, it's like you don't see a lot of the dancers you like. So as a dancer, I like it. As an audience member, I like it when the idea is for people to dance more. Um, so this is the breakdown of the concept of the company flies battle the last survivor 
So what they've said is, and I've translated this from French, so uh, if parts of it are wrong, I need to get better at French. Um, this battle begins with pre-selections, where the, the judges choose a limited number of dancers from all the participants. Cool. That's normal. Um, and then they're drawn out of a hat and face each other in 1v1 battles. Pretty straightforward so far. So the Battle Royale is the next round. This is what the event information says. The selected people are then placed in a semicircle for the Battle Royale. Each participant is assigned a different number indicating his order of passage. So which order you're going to go in. Um, the dancers dance one after another. And at the end of the cycle, one of them is eliminated until there is only one left. Cool. Just knockout rounds. But everyone dances. Somebody goes out. Everyone dances again, I'm assuming. Somebody else goes out. So that's already a lot of rounds. Um, the winner of the battle royale, so the last person, directly wins his place in the final. And the second winner, I guess the second place, for the semi-final. Okay. I'm a bit confused, but okay. Um, then, the quarter-final is a three to smoke. It says, the originality of the concept of this event lies in the fact that the elimination during the Battle Royale is not final. Okay. In addition, after the Battle Royale, those who passed the pre-selections and were just eliminated continue to dance. Then follows a three to smoke in several randomly constituted pools. The first one with three points or the maximum number of points at the end of the lot of time wins. This time, only the winner of each pool wins their place for the next stage. Interesting. So, I'm not quite sure how this works because I don't understand what the point of the Battle Royale is if you move on. But we're going to... I think also one thing to note is a lot of these things sound complicated on paper and then when you see it work out at the event, um, it all makes perfect sense. So then they're going to do little different pools and people are going to dance against each other until people get points. But there's there'll be lots of different pools of four people so they'll go around and they'll do each pool so this is more rounds for the same dancers then the other semi-final will be a four to smoke so it's the same thing and then the finals will be just a final 1v1 i'm not sure if i made that clear but this is from the information on the on the website so it sounds like a lot of rounds which i think is a good thing um, I think we don't have a lot of rounds that showcase people's stamina or how much they have in their arsenal. I think it's one thing to do, let's say, prelims, uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, right? If you have one round in each, you've done four rounds, right? Any established dancer has four rounds in them, right? It might be that you battle good people and you have to have four really good rounds, but four rounds, especially for a top style dancer, is like not that much, right? If you do prelims and you do two rounds, two rounds, three rounds, that's more. If you're doing this sort of concept, we have loads. You have to have a lot of different shit if you don't want to repeat yourself. You don't want to get boring. You don't want to be doing the same shit every round. And I think it's a bit of a lost art is having a lot of rounds in the tank, um, especially in battles these days. I mean, some people could argue that it's, you know, it's a better thing this way. I don't like it. I like people having a lot of stuff and 
being able to like organize their battle rounds. It's one thing to just go in a cipher for two hours and just play. But if you're doing battles, you have to organize and know who you're battling, know what stuff is going to be effective where. And it's a whole, if it's more than just the four rounds or whatever, five, six rounds, it starts to become a strategy of how do you do these things? How do you keep it interesting? How do you show something different? And it's something that you can't just make up on the day. You have to train for that. So, um, I think that's really interesting. I'd be interested to see who does well in this because I think it's possible that it will bring out different dancers um, than we've seen before or different people will do well Um, because there's some people that do have a lot of rounds and even though each round isn't higher level than somebody else's one or two rounds, they've got 20 of those. And some people only have three high level rounds. So it'd just be interesting to see if it brings out something different or if the people that are already dope in this battle context have loads more in the tank and we just don't see it often. Um, Yeah, I think it'd be cool. They've also added just straight up one-on-one hip-hop and one-on-one popping. So the event is from 12 till 7. It sounds like a lot to do in seven hours, but maybe if there's no after jam, it just goes straight through. Maybe not. Um, especially depending on how many people enter for prelims, that's like prelims alone could be like four hours. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. Um, the venue looks nice. Um, it's in a different venue. I haven't seen any battles there before. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing who qualifies for Paris. So shout out to company flies. Um, thank you for putting on this qualifier. Last thing, Sunday. So Saturday is that. Sunday is Dance Your dance your Style Finals, the Red Bull. So as yet, we don't know who the wild cards are. I would love to check Instagram, but it's down. So that's cool. It's really helpful, actually. Um, but we have the the eight qualified dancers who I spoke about last week. I will just remind everyone who they are in a second when I bring them up. Um Mash, Kiara Mash, AJ the Cypher Cat, Joshua Gadget, Javan, Quake, Robia, Michelle, and Miss True. Those are the people who qualified in the qualifier. There will also be eight invited dancers. All we know at the moment officially is that Kofi is one of them. So that's nine because he won last year's one. There'll be another seven added to that. I don't really have an inside scoop on who they might be. I'd love to spill the beans. Um... But yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, be interesting to see that. It, just quickly, if you didn't listen last week, the um, concept of Dance Your Style is everybody dances on like mainstream music and it's kind of more about charisma and personality rather than the technique of your dance. Now, Frankie J put up an interesting Insta story today, uh, just before Instagram went down, actually, um, basically saying that he is not a fan of dance your style um i'll play the clip and then i'll tell you my opinion so i'm not going to actually play the whole clip um but it should be by now on the capsule instagram so please go and check it out but here's just a portion of what frankie said let's pull it back wasting time while i turn up the volume okay there is a competition that supports supposedly supports b-boying b-girling breaking culture Red Bull BC1 has its own event supporting the nature of what that dance is about, what it encompasses. And why don't we have the same for stand-up styles? 
Like, why don't we have the same... Like, I acknowledge the fact that Rebel supposedly has created a platform for us to to dance on <laughs> and there's obviously other events and other platforms that do the same but like instagram be doing a madness and not uploading my stories sorry about that um i can acknowledge that they're trying to do something for supposedly us but reducing our dances down to the mainstream music that's being provided for us that ain't the one why is there not a Red Bull dancer style house? Why is there not a Red Bull dancer style hip hop? And all the subgenres of hip hop underneath that. Why is there not a dancer style locking? Why is there not a dancer style? You know, like these things are being, we're being reduced again. And I'm not out here trying to put a hate post. I'm just trying to talk about what should be happening and what, what we should be seeing for ourselves. Okay, so a um, few things that I like about this. Basically, what Frankie's saying is that Red Bull BC1 is obviously run by Red Bull, and it's a pretty authentic-ish representation of battle culture. Uh, I think it takes one BC1, and I'm kind of uh, adding, expanding on what Frankie said, but basically BC1 takes one element of the hip-hop and breaking culture and like really like puts it in its own thing but the way they do battles is kind of how all breakers in a way like to see battles now people can talk about not enjoying red bull being a part of that or it being on big stages and all that there's always another side but um it's pretty like the breakers that win bc1 are good breakers is i think a lot of people would agree right like no one's out here saying victor's shit right so that's the thing with BC1, right? What the the top styles battle that Red Bull put on currently is dance your style. So there isn't like um I think they they may have supported other battles here and there, probably not financially, um, but maybe with supporting them with equipment or helping them with venues or whatever in the respective countries. But in terms of an official Red Bull top styles battle, the only one that I'm aware of is dance your style. And I'm assuming that's the only one Frankie's aware of. Um, his problem, from what I gather, is that we are kind of given this, in air quotes, like silly way of of dancing with the mainstream thing. And it's it, mainstream music and it's about charisma and stuff like that. Whereas the B-Boys get a properly judged, properly structured, um, serious battle. So, cool. I think it's dope that Frankie spoke out about this because... He has a platform in a way and a, and a career where he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to tiptoe around companies like Red Bull. And I think a lot of maybe mid-level dancers would feel in a way like, oh, I, don't, I might not agree with something, but I don't want to speak out. Whether it's against an agency, against a company, um, because they, they don't want to lose themselves work. And I think this is a lot of the problem. And this is kind of the thing of even the podcast itself but why i wanted to talk about it and and i think it's important to open dialogue around things so regardless of whether you agree or disagree or, or whatever even with what i'm saying what frankie's saying but it's like cool let's talk about this in an intelligent way and see where we end up i think that's the key to anything growing um in the right way you know um so what else i think another thing that i like about this is that frankie could win 
dance your style here potentially do very well in the world finals so a lot of times we get kind of people that are like not qualified to to or not 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 qualified but they're not able to win the thing that they hate right so it's like it's easy to be a, a really crappy b-boy and be like yeah red bull bc1 is shit but if you were good enough to win bc1 would you still be saying bc1 is shit or would you be there entering and getting all the free shit and, and traveling around the world right maybe there's some people that would wouldn't but i think a lot of people would so i think the thing about frankie which is cool is you can't really say that about him you can't say oh yeah if, if you were good enough you'd be entering dance your style because he'd probably win or do very well like i don't know many people that would beat frank or easily beat frankie if they would beat frankie in in dance your style i think it would be um a close one he's i've seen him dance to all styles music a lot i he i got smoked by him to a dancehall track once that might be partially because i can't dance to dancehall but we're giving frankie his flowers at the moment um <laughs> so yeah he's really good on lots of different styles of music he's trained in a lot of different styles of dance and he's good at them so he's someone that i think he can talk about these things and say i don't like this thing because if he wanted to he could do really well at them so that gives him even more credibility um my opinion on what he's saying seeing as you asked, is that um, I don't know. I don't know about the word should. Right. So when we say like we should get these things, why should we get these things? And it's like it's, it kind of goes hand in hand with des the, the concept of deserving stuff in this context. Right. I think Red Bull are a company. They've never uh pretended not to be a company i think right i think we all know that red bull want to make money so all the things they're doing even if they are investing in a community and trying to build dancers and, and obviously a good company won't be it's not just because you're a company that you're horrible to everyone right that's the kind of i hate capitalism mentality but some companies actually do right by the people that they work with uh, I don't know much about the internal workings of Red Bull. I've heard a lot of good things, so I don't know. Um, but they've they've never pretended to not be a company. They've never pretended that their end game is not to sell Red Bull energy drinks, right? I'm not mad at that. I think it's fair. And if we can get some sort of mutual thing out of it where we get, you know, people being funded, if we get the BC1 All-Stars and, and people like Sonny getting paid to travel and to to do what they love and red bull sell some more drinks all right unless we find out that red bull kills you i'm not mad at that right but i think it's like i get what frankie's saying is that we need more investment in different areas but i also think the flip side of that is thinking in a kind of uh maybe in a capitalistic way but in a, in a more like straightforward way like break in sells tickets because the average person loves breaking and he did touch on this in the post so go and check it out if you can um but breaking like anyone can enjoy people spinning on their head right with top styles it's hard to market um it's hard to market house or hip-hop to the average person because you kind of have to know a bit about what you're talking about to understand it and the average person doesn't want to learn about all the shit in order to enjoy it, right? That's why they're the average person. If they were someone that wanted to learn about all the shit in order to enjoy it, they'd be a dancer or a dance fan. So, and and thinking kind of, again, capitalistically, if that's a word, 
the money comes from the casuals, right? The money comes from people that aren't in dance. If there's an event that's only for dancers and it's only dancers there, we don't make a lot of money, right? The big events, even like Just Taboo and things like that, these are the ones where it draws attention. Whether it's, I think Just Taboo, the dance is pretty authentic, but it's the spectacle of it. It's huge. It's on a big stage. Uh, it looks exciting. So there's that route. There's also the Red Bull route where they change the concept a bit to make it fun to watch, even if you don't know what the style is, right? Um, I think Frankie has a point in the sense of us needing to invest in the top style scene and for people to, you know, to care about that. And I think it kind of goes down the road of people not being just dancers. If everybody just dances, who are we going to look to to elevate the scene? People that are out side of the scene if people become event organizers or this or that and start to bring their skill set back into the scene then we're going to be able to elevate it right but if we just dance the only people that can give us dance opportunities are people who aren't dancers or people who do other things so i don't think we should be looking at red bull for that personally i think they are a company and they want to make money and we what we try and do is try and get a mutual exchange they come into the scene and they say we want to do all this shit and we say cool but you have to do it our way or these are our, our limitations on what you need to do right and if we kind of unite as a scene in a way and like if we all disagreed with dance your style but we none of us entered they don't have a event without us so there's enough people that are entering every year that's making it worth them do this thing doing this thing so i think we look elsewhere for support and growth and stuff i think there are organizations out there that are trying to do this um i think we can make more organizations we can have more people with different skill sets that build up and run legit events that apply for funding applications that that make connections with big brands and and they're the go-betweens or whatever so i just don't think that I, I get the point that he's saying but i don't know that i would say there's any point in in red bull doing that because even if they change it and they do a a really um authentic hip-hop battle or a house battle it's still going to be to make money for them and to get sell drinks so that's always going to be their aim so we either use them as the tool that they are and they use us as the tool that we are and that's becomes a kind of uh i guess you call it like a symbiotic um codependent kind of thing maybe not codependent but you know what i mean like we're both gaining from each other it's mutually beneficial um or we say no we're not having it we don't accept you in the scene bye and then we don't get the stuff that they're offering which cool you know if that's if that's how the culture moves and that's what everybody decides and these events lose popularity it is what it is at the moment they're pretty popular um so yeah like, i haven't spoken to frankie about this i'd love to have a chat with him about it um but yeah i mean none of that is to say like i, I don't i not none of that is to say that i think frankie doesn't have a point my just my opinion is like i just wouldn't look at red bull to support the scene i think they do what they do and we either get something out of it or we don't. Um, but I do think, A, it's good for people to push for things to be built up in the scene um, in, in different areas that need it, whether that be certain battles, certain styles, certain types of events or whatever, um, even on onto things like professionalism in the scene. Like, I think we need to talk about these things amongst ourselves and to to 
come up with better ways to do the things that we're doing. And without these debates and without these conversations, nothing will grow. Um, I also think it's dope for Frankie speaking out. Whether or not I agree completely with his point, I think it's dope that he speaks out against these people and, and doesn't hold his tongue when it comes to big things just for the sake of like, oh, they could hire me, you know? Because um, it also gives people um, a good example to follow. And I think I'm obviously an exa uh, uh, an advocate for speaking at length about stuff. I don't think Insta stories and little shady comments are the ways to do it. Go on your Insta story, speak properly, have fucking conversations with people. Um, you know, like these debates and these talks are what gross things, not just you doing a little shady, like Frankie could have just made a post and then like a comment or something that is like, oh, dance your style and then a little fucking emoji or something. But he didn't. He spoke about his point and that enables me to have an opinion on it and me to speak on my point. And then you can have an opinion and say, fuck Luke or whatever. But yeah, I think these are the things that help grow. So I'm all for conversation and for people um, articulating their points properly. Um, anyway, saying that, see you at Dance Your Style on Sunday. <laughs> um, I'm going to be there. I think it's fun. I like it. Um, you know, not to say that Frankie doesn't, but, you know, I don't know whether he's going to be there. He did say you'll never see him entering uh, an event, a Dance Your Style event. Um, you will probably never see me because I won't get through prelims. But um, yeah, no, I'll be there. I think it, it'll be fine. I like seeing people be able to like have, I said this last week, but to be able to have their um, serious shit, like Saturday will be quite a serious battle, right? Like everyone will be trying hard. It'll be lots of rounds. It'll be focused. It'll be good, intricate dancing, quite a like underground focused event. And then I think Sunday's going to be fun. And like, be a bit silly and we're going to see different people excel and succeed and um taking out the kind of uh overlying issues with it i think the actual day i, I think i'm gonna have fun so anyway um i'll wrap it up there i tried to keep this to half an hour and it didn't work um because your boy talks too much um all right well again this week's track is by creator because i'm struggling to find a lot of different uh beat makers and creators though um shout out to him he got a lot of his music played at battle bad recently and there were some dope battles there so that's a lot of visibility for him even though he's already got a lot of visibility um i think it was like a few in the prelims uh, some in the finals but um yeah it's another track by creator uh see you guys next week and check out at the capsule.ldn check out the duke london podcast if you haven't already um yeah hope instagram facebook and whatsapp are back um and the world isn't falling to pieces and burning and see you guys next week peace